Welcome to Warcraft Location. Welcome to this podcast and this is the first episode. Uh, you're probably wondering what is a local application? Now that's a great question. So, you know, it's it's a wonderful wordplay that I thought would be a, a nice title. So it's really the beginning of every prescription that a dermatologist writes that it's um, local application XYZ ointment twice daily. And it really encompasses the most important aspect of skin and skin disease that the organ is accessible and the application of the drug is topical. So skin influencers are really the genesis of this podcast. Now, if you've been on the internet in the last years, maybe five years, you would realize that's the most common description for content creators on on Instagram, on TikTok, really anything. Everybody seems to be a skin influencer. And here, I and I would impress upon this, that 10 Google searches and 5 Wikipedia articles does not a dermatologist make. If you are in India and you want to become a skin doctor, you would need 5.5 years of medical school and assume you are at the top of your class um, 3 years after that as a residency and usually 1-3 to three years of senior residency. So it is decades, decades going to the making of a dermatologist and I don't think people really realize that there is so much of encroachment into this space and so here's my um, war cry dermatologists of the world unite everybody seems to be an expert on skin and if it didn't really affect me in some way, I, I, I don't have the bandwidth to deal with it. But on a daily basis, if you ask any clinical dermatologist, you would realize that you have about a patient a day at least who comes in with 30 serums that they apply. They've probably developed contact dermatitis. They're applying retinol to their eyelids. And... It's a disservice to all those people who are being targeted by skin influencers. They have money to make, they have products to sell, they have absolutely no professional liability. And people tend to believe what they see online. I mean, it's an era of misinformation and I think. And now the next very excellent question would be, that what are your credentials to be criticizing my favorite skin influencer? So I'm a skin specialist. I work at a teaching hospital and I am board certified as they would say in stateside and um, been in the field of dermatology from my residency about a decade ago. I see about, I would say on an average about 200 patients a week so now that we've established the basis and genesis the introductions have been made i want to thank you 
I want to thank you for being here. And I'm going to begin with the introduction to the podcast. What is skin? Now, skin is the largest organ we have. And it doesn't get enough credit. Everybody's talking about the liver. Everybody's talking about the brain. Everybody's talking about everything other than the skin. Again, so many students don't know that once they come to medical college, it's a surprise really. And it's not just a covering. It's got so many, so many facets to it. So much to its structure. So much to its function. And if you've read biology at a college level or even maybe at, in, in even high school, you would know that the skin has two basic layers. That's the epidermis and the dermis. And the subcutis, it was actually a technically a part of the skin, but it functions as a unit so we could go. now the skin is this perfectly structured and evolved covering which is impermeable or rather impermeable to the bad stuff but you can excrete some bad stuff out but it doesn't let a lot of things in if it is healthy and functioning properly so the epidermis has four layers there's a layer of keratin, which is a protein on top of the skin, which makes the skin impervious. The stratum corneum, which is an anucleate layer. There are no nuclei in the cells in the stratum corneum. There's the stratum granulosum, which is all the granules in it. And the stratum spinosum. And the, the basal layer is the stratum basale or the stratum germinatum. The fifth layer, stratum lucidum, is present in really thickened parts of the body like the palms and the soles. Now, everybody knows a few catchphrases rather about skin. So, collagen is, is a buzzword. Everybody's talking about collagen. Everybody's talking about melanin. And if you're European, uh, in your ethnicity and you live in Europe or in the in North America and melanoma melanoma is pretty uh, there's a lot of awareness about melanoma you would not have that in in skin of color you know in places where I'm from so so melanin comes from this cell called a melanocyte and a melanocyte is present in the basal layer of the epidermis now there's some interesting things that the same pigment the same amino acid is the basis of formation of melanin in each one of us but we all look so different different races if you're european if you're african if you're asian if you're south asian you have the same melanin in you but you look so different so that is because there are two kinds of melanin there's a red yellow melanin called the pheomelanin and a brown black melanin called the eumelanin which is present in all of us in different proportions not just the type of melanin it's also how the melanin is arranged in the skin cells or the keratinocytes is what gives you color so you could be you know have an olive complexion you could have a slightly pale complexion you could have some you could be very fair it's a combination of all these which really results in the final complexion melanin has also even, even more important use in the skin is that it protects us from this radiation which is potent which is potentially carcinogenic 
UV radiation leads to certain changes in our DNA and melanin is going to block those changes from happening. So that's why you rarely see skin cancers or melanomas in Africans and much less common in people of skin of color compared to um, European skin. So, so if you're European, you need to help your skin and you need to cover up, you need to put your sunblock, you need, you need the glasses, you need the full covered clothes and you need the broad rimmed hat. If you're not European, it's not much of a problem apart from, well, some aging and some um, pigmentation or tanning. It's really pretty much all it does um, in fits in really darker skin types like Fitzpatrick, four, five, and six, and even in those skin types, basal cell carcinoma can occur because of chronic cumulative UV radiation exposures. But it's not as common as you know uh, pre-malignant skin changes we see in European skin. And on a day-to-day basis, the, another important function is the thermoregulation function. It really regulates your temperature. The vessels in the, in the skin dilate, they constrict, and they keep you in homeostasis. It helps your body regulate your temperature. If you sweat, the sweat dries and the evaporation leads to cooling of the body. Barrier function, like I said before, the People come with their barriers all over the place because they're putting exfoliant on exfoliant and retinol and retinoid together, BHAs and AHAs and whatnot. Now, your skin does not need to be peeled every night. You do not, you do not have a skin pathology. Young girls do not. They have by nature very healthy skin. You don't need to be applying those things to your body. A normal barrier is what keeps your skin healthy. It prevents certain allergens or certain microorganisms from triggering an immune response which leads to skin inflammation. And if you have an epidermal barrier dysfunction, you probably have um, atopic dermatitis where your skin is just not being formed correctly and because you do not have a normal barrier you were more prone to having an immune response to normal exposure of not to normal things that leads to dermatitis then there is the psychosexual function well um if they are apocrine glands which secrete pheromones and our pheromones make us attractive to some people while not so attractive to others a healthy complexion you know elastic skin with a nice thick mane of hair signifies good health and you're more likely to attract me then there's about if you were a lean person if you were not obese 80 percent of your body fat is in the subcutis the layer below the dermis and this subcutis is this subcuticular fat is very very important for two reasons number one if you are ever 
stuck somewhere without any food this is your caloric reserve this is how you do not die for 10 days if you do not eat and second of all it really forms a cushion it protects us from injury now we have cushions of fat and all around all the vital organs we have cushions of fat from the eyes there's a cushion of fat from the kidneys anything which is superficial and the body wants to protect you know it needs like a, it's basically the bubble wrap of nature you know protects the vital organs and then some some vitamins are synthesized in the skin so vitamin d is basically formed in the skin from cholesterol on exposure to sun that's why sun exposure is such an important part of being healthy because it forms the vitamin d your body cannot synthesize vitamin d it needs a precursor and that precursor is converted to the vitamin d in your skin the kidney has a role in it and everybody seems to be indoors these days which is why everybody has a vitamin d deficiency and it has a lot of of health effects if you're deficient in vitamin D. And last but not the least is the important function of fingerprints and nails. So nails give you some grip, give you some strength, makes lets you hold things easily. And dermatoglyphics or the fingerprints are what give us identity. The glabrous skin that is the non-hairy skin on our hands and feet have certain pressure organs in their basal layer which helps you basically sense pressure and vibration changes so that's my introduction to skin what can you do to be healthy yeah that'd be like the most important lesson of this first episode is that be healthy that is the single most important advice that I give to anyone who comes to my office. Just be healthy. Skin is a function of health. If you are not sleeping right, if you're not eating right, if you are on crazy diets or if you are eating out every other day, your skin is going to reflect that. The skin is a mirror of all diseases if your body is healthy your skin is healthy if you do not have diabetes if you are not obese if you do not have hypothyroidism your skin is going to be healthy glowing with an even complexion and if you're staying out at till 3 a.m every night you can get those bags under your eyes if you're staring at a screen for eight hours a day you are going to have that haggard look and appearances not for how it looks not for your instagram or for your read or or for your tiktoks but really for being a healthy person i would say take care of yourself and the skin just takes care of itself in the next episode we'll discuss some something interesting about the skin I hope you can join me then. Till then, have a great day.